Ah, back from a very relaxing vacation from overseas. Ah, that sounded terrible, didn't it? Uh, nice resort, few people, uh, but enough enough content to fill a fucking book. A ton of watered-down drinks and just a great time to get away. Uh, it's interesting that the, the feds and numerous state governments are are saying that I need to spend 7 to 10 days in quarantine because I visited a country that currently has, uh, let me check, 12 active cases. 12. As in a dozen. I assume that by the time I'm done with this open, about that many will have tested positive just in the greater Boston area. But I digress. This is episode number 54. The Teddy Bruschi episode. The man had a fucking stroke and then played three more seasons of top-notch, high-quality NFL football. That's all that really needs to be said. He is a future Patriots Hall of Famer, and this is Complaints and Observations. The greatest podcast hosted by someone who knows so precious little about eh, almost everything. A journey into the mediocre mind of an exceptionally average person. This is Complaints and Observations with Dave LaPointe. I have a, there's a tingling in my trousers and it's not a good one. Be the hammer, not the nail. Nice and smooth like a baby's bottom. That looks like a manhole cover in Flavortown. <laughs> Who the hell is Dave LaPointe? What is up, friends? Welcome to the show. Buckle up. This is going to be... It's going to be a fucking long one. Probably. I have a lot to talk about. Nothing of uh, any, you know, real substance, of course, because uh, that's that's how I run the show. But before I get into it, um, quick note... I've gotten tons of feedback from last week's episode in the interview with Rich Leaf. Uh, so it just needs to be stressed that Rich Leaf is way too good for this program. Uh, everybody that's listened has said that he sounds like a great guy. Uh, I can attest to that in, in the conversation that we had and the, you know, the, the stuff that I edited out. But uh, so once again, a big thank you to last week's guest, Rich Leaf. It was awesome. So, uh, shout out, Rich. Hope you're not listening to this because why the hell would you? Uh, anyways, welcome to the show. I am your host. Why Why do show hosts say that or introduce themselves? I've always thought it was odd. Like, Do they have that many new viewers or listeners that it's required? You'd think after like the first show, that should be it, right? Like, restaurant hosts or hostesses don't do that. Hello, welcome to Shea Paul. I'm your host, John Felicia Boomba. Does that really happen? I mean, I'm no connoisseur of fine dining, but I wouldn't I wouldn't know. I mean, I could see, like, Chick-fil-A doing something dumb like that. Like, welcome to Chick-fil-A. I'm, I'm your host, Shelly Ann Southern Dumb. My pleasure is my pleasure is my pleasure. Blah, blah, blah. That uh, That went sideways. I apologize. Anyways. As I mentioned, I just have an absurd amount of dumb shit that I wanted to talk about today. Three gripes, which includes a, a new listener voicemail, so that's exciting, right? Please, say yes. Pacify me for a bit. Indulge me. Fucking assholes. Um, doing a show once a week is good for content. Is there's, there's always something happening. Even I can find shit to talk about during the course of a single week. The problem that I'm finding is that in you know, today's world, the news cycle lasts like 14 seconds. So anything that I talk about today is already old as shit. Uh, I had a handful of things lined up that I started lining up after I recorded the previous episode, which was uh, way too long ago now. I think I, I want to say I recorded it like the day, might have been the day after Thanksgiving is actually when I recorded that episode. Um... So it's just been way too fucking long. But one of the things that I 
that I wanted to talk about was the there was a New York Times article from last week or the week prior about Purdue Pharma, uh, the company that pushed OxyContin through the country and has led to the death of thousands of people. And their relationship with McKinsey and Associates, a, quote, consulting firm, end quote, that only seems to consult on matters of outright shit. This is a topic that uh, big, big Pharma is, is, a, is a, a bugaboo of mine. I hate it. Uh, the healthcare industry as a whole is, is such a, uh, it's, it's, I don't know how to put it. Like I could call it a fiend, but it's, it's way more than that. Like they're just, have you ever heard of like a nice insurance company ever? No, they don't, because they don't exist. They exist for one reason. And that's to fucking, uh, you know, take your money. They don't give a fuck if you live or die. They just want to make sure that that you pay them. Anyways, if you haven't read this and would like to get angry, again, at Big Pharma, Big Money, and just the flat-out lack of human empathy displayed by companies and the people that run them, uh, by all means, check it out. There's, There's a lot to unpack. It's not like the biggest article ever, but, you know, the teeth is, is, is pretty good. Um, Purdue and the family that, that owns the company, the Sackler family, which was a dreadful name. Imagine growing up and your last name was Sackler. Like, you'd have to be rich in order to not be bullied into absolute submission. Because children stink. Uh, the Sacklers are a special kind of shit. They have a long-standing reservation in the seventh level of hell. Having said that, McKinsey has had space saved in the 8th level of hell since its inception 100 or so years ago. They basically pushed Purdue to uh, ramp up marketing uh, in their efforts to push even more uh, opioids um, to be prescribed by doctors, regardless of whether or not they were needed. And uh, it, 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 the whole thing is gross. They Part of it is they basically presented a plan to Purdue to compensate companies like CVS and Anthem for deaths caused by the prescriptions that they uh, that their companies wrote for Oxy. See what I mean? It's just fucking gross. Uh, but McKinsey sucks. Like that's the only way. You know the the easiest way to put it. There's a laundry list of shitty and less than desirable people that have worked for the company in a variety of different roles. Uh, Arkansas Senator Tom Cotton, whose shittiness speaks for itself. Uh, Jeff Lunau, who was at the center of the the Astros cheating scandal. And uh, surprising, not surprising, but uh, soon-to-be ambassador to China, Pete Buttigieg. Buttigieg? Buttigieg? I'm sorry, it's just a fucking weird name. Seems like a decent fella, but he worked for McKinsey, so he goes down a handful of notches. Uh, McKinsey loves to work with authoritarian authoritarian governments. You never would have thought you'd hear that fucking phrase on this dreadful show, right? Authoritarian governments. Uh, Anyways, it explains why they were very instrumental in working with the Trump administration in immigration and customs by proposing that both the quality and quantity of food provided to migrants that were being detained in a variety of different places in the southern border um, be cut to save pennies in what I can only imagine was some sort of additional odd justification for punishing people just trying to live a better life. But they also, they love China. I mean, they fucking love China. And they spent the last few decades helping that government become a global economic power. Hence, Pete Butterjudge. It's far too serious a topic for this show, though. And, and I'm sure at least one of my four listeners has since bowed out. But, you know, oh well, shit happens, right? Uh, let's, let's, let's take a, a sojourn, if you will, back into the toy aisle. I apologize if you can hear, like, every single breath, wheeze, sniffle. This, this new headset picks up fucking everything. So when, when the toilet flushes, the, the toilet pipe is literally right above me. So when, when my wife flushes the toilet, you can hear it. 
the furnace will go off. The furnace is fucking 90 years old. Uh, you'll probably hear that too. So just be prepared. You heard the toilet in the, in a previous episode, uh, but this is what I'm working with here. So there you go. Uh, back to the toy aisle. Listen, I want to talk about Tom Brady. Tom Brady has been a topic on the program for... It's been numerous times. I've talked about old Tommy. Phenomenal... F- f- fuck. I, I shouldn't really do this at like the end of the day. Because I'm talked out. Man. Phenomenal quarterback. With a brilliant football mind who happens to be a completely clueless rube off the field. I've talked about this before. I do not begrudge him for basically anything he's done, good or dumb. But this week was a little a little something different. First, it comes out that his snake oil company, TB12, took a PPP loan for close to a million bucks. Great. Overall, I have no actual problem with that. Even if the optics just aren't good. Like, it's a business. He owns the company. He's, you know, technically, from what I understand, he's not, uh, you know, really ensconced in the company. It's more of a Alex Guerrero thing. And it's his face, his name, whatever. It's his company. Like, let's be real. But. I, I don't begrudge him for, I don't begrudge the company, I should say, for applying for that loan, which was available to everybody. That's a different issue. Um, it's there for businesses to take advantage of, and that's what TB12 did, even if little Tommy allegedly uh, doesn't have much to do with the day-to-day. Like I said, beyond the incessant uh, pushing of of his garbage on his Instagram page. I mean, it's non-fucking-stop. Every day, there's something. Like, he's eating some stupid fucking protein bar. He's taking some bullshit fucking vitamin. Look, it seems to work for him. So, that's terrific. It's great. Um, as an aside, about half of the small businesses... It says, oh, jeez, I'm terribly sorry, people. Oh, fuck. Half of the small businesses that applied for a PPP loan were denied. So get your shit in order, small biz. Huzzah. On the heels of that, which looks terrible. Not terrible, just looks terrible. He posts what apparently is a now-deleted video to his Instagram page showing his new multi-million dollar custom Speed yacht toy. Wee! Yay! He bought a fucking boat. He's rich as hell. And that's what you need to be to own a nice boat. So good for you, Tom. It's a nice blue, uh, multiple diesel engine thing called Viva Avida. Wait a second. He named it after a fucking Coldplay song? Nope. It's actually named after his wife's environmental initiative. I shit you not. The multi-diesel engine speed yacht is named after his wife's environmental tree planting initiative. For fuck's sake, man. Like... It is so surprising to me that someone can be fairly sharp and incredibly successful in their chosen career while also having zero clue about the outside, what's outside of their bubble. He had to have known that this PPP thing wasn't going to go over well. Again, even though the company was well within their rights to apply, as shitty as it looks... So why wouldn't someone tap him on the fucking skull and say, Hey, stupid, stay off of your fucking Instagram with that fucking boat. But as is, as is the case with these people, uh, the ones around them are either too scared or just too dumb to try and intervene. Like, 
he, he he's very happy about the boat. You can see him in the pictures. Like, fucking shit-eating grin, this kid. With the goddamn standing on his boat, his nice boat. It's terrific. It's great. You live in Tampa. You need to fucking in, in, ingratiate yourself to the community. Which, in, in that part of the world, means if you're rich, you own a fucking boat. So, he's rich. They bought a boat. Terrific. Just can you can you maybe space those things out a little bit? You know, uh, you're not having the best of seasons ever. You're like you left you left New England because uh, you didn't want to work for the guy anymore. Which again, I don't begrudge him at all. I get it. You work somewhere for twenty years. It's time to go. There's nothing wrong with change. Look at it as a job. Not as a professional athlete that you happen to uh, enjoy watching. Two, two different things. To Tom Brady, it's a fucking job. He works very hard. He's compensated very well. Wants to buy a boat. However, he's too goddamn stupid to let that fucking sit for a week before he shows it off. Mind-blowing. And look, the Bucks aren't that good. If they finish with a better record than the Patriots, it's not that great of an accomplishment. It really isn't. Right now they're seven and five. Pats are six and six. And the Pats are working with fucking next to nothing. Meanwhile, the Bucks are like stacked. Stacked beyond stacked. So whatever. Uh let's talk about the vacation though. I mentioned on last week's show the, the hiccup with the COVID test. Well that turned out to be just fine. Uh, results came back. We were led into the country without an issue. Ultimately, I was worried over nothing, which is typically how things go for me. Uh, it was a pain in the... I, I don't even want to call it a pain in the ass. It was ultimately a minor inconvenience, which was basically, you know, wear a mask the whole time. So the minute we got into the airport at Logan, uh, mask on in the airport, mask on in the airplane. We got to Miami. The fucking airport in Miami is dreadful. Ugh. That place was, and it was mobbed, absolutely fucking mobbed. Uh, mask on the whole time there, and it seemed as if most people that I encountered w were following uh, that particular guideline. So it was uh, somewhat of a relief that it wasn't a shit show, a giant shit show. Got to Antigua, went through customs, they did the you know a couple of temperature checks, they checked the test results. Uh, sent you through, you know, mask the whole way until literally we got out of the cab at the resort is when we were able to take off the mask. So, you know, granted, 12 hours or so from uh, door to door, uh, not so bad, honestly. Small price to pay. And, and once we were there, it was great to be there, great to be in a place where COVID is at an absolute minimum. Uh, the locals actually know that it's a real problem. The government takes it deadly serious. Apparently, they their mask mandate is fucking strictly enforced. Uh, where if you're in public and you're not wearing your mask, five hundred dollar fine. It's like, woof, boy. Look, there's only a, there's only like ninety five thousand people on this island, so they can do that. But you know, I I talked to one of the locals and she said, look, we. When somebody dies here, it's a big fucking deal. So three people died from this thing. We got scared. Like, bingo. That's how it should be. Um, but it was a nice change, really. And, and we were all, we were both ready for the sun, uh, ready for some relaxation, and the absurdly watered-down drink. Seriously, if you've ever been to an all-inclusive, you know that there's no way you should physically be able to drink a dozen fruity cocktails while baking in the sun all day long. It's just not possible. And it's funny because we actually met a guy uh, on one of our on our excursion, one of our excursions, who who worked for Sandals where we stayed, and that guy laid out some fucking secrets. It was it was pretty great. Uh, he's like, "Oh, everything's watered down." Well, of course, uh, that crap. You know, the only thing that's not watered down is the bottom shelf trash that they stock in your room. Like that crap will get you fucked up if you drink too much of it. Like the Klansman Scotch. Klansman is in the Scottish Klansman, not the KKK dumb fuck. 
uh, or the Kirov vodka. Uh, I can't remember the name of the gin, but it was horrible. It tasted kind of like Piopi's gin I used to get back in the day when I lived down in Plymouth. Piopi's was the the liquor store down the street from my garbage apartment, and I was so broken, depressed that I go through like a handle of that crap every couple days. It's like eight bucks a bottle. Anyways, that's not really where I wanted to go with that. Uh, anyway, well, it was it was a good time uh, for the most part. I mean, watered down booze aside, of course, the food was meh, not horrific. Honestly, the best meal that I had uh, the whole week was was on the on the boat uh, during the island excursion. We took like a, a grilled chicken, uh, fish, red beans and rice salads. It was as close to island food as you could probably get, and it was fucking great. Uh, I'll talk more about that particular trip in a minute, as it was a fucking riot. The place was about 30% full, or that was the max they could have, 30% capacity. And uh, most of the folks there seemed to be from somewhere south of the Mason-Dixon line. Uh, so, you know, people who just who probably thought COVID was fake. and this, that. But they had to go through all the same bullshit that I did to get into the country, so whatever. Uh, but one of the things that I learned last week was the word y'all, which is revolting to me. And I, I'm pretty sure I've talked about that before. It is a fucking magnet to these people. Uh, we're at dinner one night, a, uh, a hibachi joint, and uh, a younger couple uh, that we actually met during our lousy, ill-fated shopping trip into the tourist-driven city of St. John, the capital of Antigua. Uh, the place was a fucking ghost town, and most everything was closed. Uh, I, I talked to a uh, a store owner. It was like a clothing store. Nice shit, but, you know, stuff that isn't going to fit my fat ass. You know, I, I asked her how things were, were going, and, uh, you know, not good. Not good, obviously. Talked to another uh, store on a guy, this super nice English guy who owned like a, a touristy tchotchke joint, you know. Uh, and he's, you know, like we're used to four cruise ships a day coming in here. Four cruise ships a day. So you can just imagine the traffic. Four fucking cruise ships a day. They're gone. So, you know, it, it made sense why a bunch of stuff was closed. I mean, why the fuck would they be open? Um, but I mean, it was a two and a half, three hour excursion. And, and after probably about an hour or so, like Jen and I were like, all right, this is dumb. Um, we, I bought a magnet and a shot glass and that was about it. Like, you know, the duty free, uh, like the liquor and the, and the, the cigar shop was fucking closed. Of course, just my luck. So we ended up going to the casino Casino was fucking empty. We were there for 90 minutes. I played blackjack, talked to some uh, very nice dealers, and uh, won about 100 bucks, a little more than 100 bucks. So, good day of shopping. Anyways, going back to uh, this this younger couple that we had this uh, the dinner at the hibachi joint, they sit down at the table, and this was uh, either the night of or the day after this shopping trip. So, uh, the young lady's like, hey, y'all. Make sure, no problem, whatever. But at the same time, an older couple sits across from us and gives the same inane greeting. Hey, hey, y'all. Well, that got all the fucking folks' antennas up because the next thing you know, these four were talking about where they're from, how to get there, college football, uh, another garbage that us uh, sophisticated Yankees don't have time for. And as is the case at these places, everybody starts talking about other resorts they've stayed at. And so, you know, we, we said, well, we've been to St. Lucia and we've been to Jamaica and, and, and the older guy from the old couple mentioned, uh, he stayed at a place in St. Lucia, uh, at the grand big place, nice place, uh, a much younger set. The guy says that place was really quote for young people. There's too much vulgarity and carrying on, end quote. That term, carrying on, like, what the fuck is that? 
Like, holy shit, what a dumb phrase. Entirely Southern. It was just, it was an odd, like, he was really taken, here's this couple drinking Diet Coke at an all-inclusive resort. I don't understand what you would be doing at an all-inclusive and you don't drink alcohol. Seems like a waste of money. But, uh, hey, what can you do? Um, I've lost my place. There were there were a shit ton of Southerners, a shit ton of them. And look, most of them are very nice, but they don't want to make fucking friends. They want to, you know, I'm on vacation, pal. I'm not looking to get into something that looks like a weird swinger hookup while I'm here. I just don't understand the need. But uh, they all want to do it, and the minute they hear the word y'all, it's like the fucking bat signal. I mean, they they scramble. The next thing you know, there's four or six of them chatting it up in that foreign language. There was one woman <laughs> there was one woman in, in a bar that was uh, it, sitting alone and she starts talking to me. Oh, hi, where are you from? I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do here? Uh, Jen was in the bathroom uh, and I was holding the two drinks that I got from the bar. So I was like, oh, hey, you know, I'm from Boston. Ooh, Boston, I love that city. You probably really don't, but but that's cool. Yeah, it's a great town. How about you? I really didn't want to ask, but I'm sort of obligated, right? I am. Virginia! Of, of course she is. Oh, oh Virginia. Cool. Oh, what part? Fredericksburg. Oh, uh, nice part of the country there. Again, Again, what am I supposed to do? Like I'm look, I'm not looking for small talk, but I, I sort of have to, I guess. Oh, are you familiar? Well, yeah, I, you know the Civil War battles, Judge Reinhold and the like. Oh my God, that's so great! Do you? And just like that, Jen came back, and I immediately turned my back to get the fuck out of there. I think she was uh, very upset that I, you know, didn't want to make friends with her and her husband. But I didn't. There was no <laughs> there was no need. The moral of the story is that no one should be making vacation friends. You can vacation with your friends you already have. I'm not looking for randos while I'm on vacation. It just feels weird to me. It just feels weird. Honestly, I have a whole fucking list uh, of petty shit like that. I mean, it's it's fucking long. Uh, I'm clearly way too judgmental on vacation, and I have no room for it. But the list is called Shitty People You Encounter on Vacation. <laughs> and I can't decide if I should just rattle it off. I mean, I knew this was going to be a long episode anyway. Like, what page What, what, what page of this, the old script am I on? Ah, I'm fine. I can do that. All right. So here it comes. Shitty People You Encounter on Vacation. Although it's more like shitty people that, you know, probably aren't that shitty, uh, but you're a judgmental douchebag uh, while you're on pandemic vacation in a Caribbean island. Okay. One, the couple who need to FaceTime their fucking kids. It's like, you're on vacation. Do you need to FaceTime your kids while you're fucking drunk walking around this resort? No. Save it for the morning. You know, you get up, like maybe you're just after breakfast, like do it at a reasonable time. Not not while you're shit faced and, and you gotta yell into your phone and you know your kids are probably getting vertigo from staring at the phone because you're moving it so fucking much and it's like they're gonna have a goddamn seizure. Uh the guy who thinks he's the fucking mayor of the resort, there's always the dude you know, who's like uh, standing there, in, whether he's in like by the pool bar and he's, you know, like wrangling people for some stupid fucking game that they're doing. There's always that guy. And that guy sucks. Uh, the couple with the matching Mr. and Mrs. apparel. Like, what? why do you need to advertise that? I mean, you're at a couple's resort 
uh, everybody is probably married. I would say the vast majority of the people at this resort are married, 80 to 85%. And if you're, if you're at that resort and you're not married, well, hey, good for you. But, like, these fucking dumb kids with this Mr. and Mrs. bullshit. I saw one girl wearing a big fucking sun hat that just said Mrs. Ross on it. Like, who the fuck cares? I mean, is it there so you don't lose it? I don't fucking understand it. Uh, Where am I? Oh. <laughs> Guys in those shoe sandal things. I don't, I, I can't, I don't know what else to call them. Way too many dudes in those fucking things. Like, flip-flops, man. It's flip-flops or sneakers. And honestly, more like flip-flops or bare feet. Like, I'll even accept Birkenstocks. Those are fine. But these, like, shoe sandal, like these shoes with... They're like sneakers with holes in them. They're always brown, which is gross on its own. I don't get that. Uh, the people who love to say, oh, we're newlyweds, uh, they'll figure out shortly that no one gives a fuck. So, congratulations. Uh, Southerners, I already said that. Uh, buying food that you can buy at home when you're on a tropical vacation. I saw far too many people uh, you know, elbows deep in a bag of Doritos. The fucking bags of Doritos at the gift shop, I think, were eight fifty. Do you need this shit that bad that you're gonna spend eight fifty to fucking have uh nacho cheese hands in the middle of the fucking Caribbean? Like, look, all these fucking people already think we're gluttonous pigs to begin with. Don't fucking verify the stereotype. Nobody needs that. Uh, the young, the young hipster couple, and in this case, there was just the guy who wears only white undershirts. This fucking pair, of, like they were annoying as fuck. This douchebag walked around the whole time, uh, you know, shorts up to his fucking ball sack, uh, his uh, in, like way too thin blonde uh, wife. And this guy was always wearing a fucking white undershirt, plain white undershirt. What do you, what do you, and he'd, <laughs> ah, he'd show up like at night, you know, for like dinner and shit, wearing the same shit. You know, she's wearing like uh, very tight gray cotton shorts and some sort of uh, shirt and flip flops. They would go to dinner like that. I mean, plus they sucked. Like they just—they wouldn't stop. I don't—I don't know how to explain it other than these people fucking sucked. <laughs> oh, I am such an asshole. All right. Uh, the frustrated wives that flirt with the Young Island staff. There's a lot to unravel there, folks. Okay, it's you know the the middle-aged white women, uh, you know, sweating. Uh, the young black men. Draw your own conclusions, okay? I, I won't get any deeper than that. Uh, the couples who are way too young to be married but love Jesus. So they need to get married so they can fuck. There was one there that... I mean, these kids were... They were babies. They had to have been. Couldn't have been any older than 22. And this, the poor guy, the fucking back hair in this dude. Oh, not good. Uh, the middle-aged white guy who's trying to relate to the black staff. Like, he's just try he's trying to be cool. As if being cool with the, you know, the staff is like somehow going to get him something. I don't know. And finally, the, uh, the guy... The, the older guy who shows up to the resort white party in white Reebok cross trainers. <laughs> oh, that guy was priceless. He was fucking fantastic. 
it was honestly that guy was ridiculous. I couldn't. Oh my goodness! I I want to share all of these pictures because I was such an asshole and took pictures of all these fucking people. But uh, there's 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 another one that's the best of the best. That was fun. Uh, there, there's more, but those were the. That was the uh, the best of the best. At least, at least that's what I think. I got a kick out of that. I hope you enjoyed it. Hope you vacationed vicariously through me right there. That's the hope. Um, but. The creme de la creme came on the the last our last full day of the vacation, which was Saturday, <clears throat> and it leads me back to the uh, the boat excursion. As I saw something I had never seen before, other people may have seen it, but I had never seen it before, and there was so much aside from what what this was that it it made for an interesting story. Uh, so we're on this catamaran for for an island excursion. Basically, uh, when we went to St. Lucia, it was get on the camera catamaran. We'll sh- you know ride around the island, show you around, point different things out. This one, Antigua apparently is a bigger island, like geographically. This was a much longer ride, even though you know we did go around the entire island, um, made a couple stops. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe it's just that these guys sucked. Who knows? It was just weird because, like, here I am expecting them to point out, oh, this is so and so harbor named after this guy who did this for the for the country, who, uh, you know, talked about the history of the island. Give me a little bit more. This whole thing was like, oh, here we are on the right. This is such and such resort. It's a five star. Every resort was a five star resort, by the way. Not a single one was a shithole. Like he's basically uh, a hospitality advertisement for the entire boat ride. A couple things that he pointed out, uh, but for the most part, it was just pointing out hotels. So we're on this catamaran ride. Hold on, I gotta. Sorry about that. I had a hat on. It was bothering me. I suddenly have a headache. God damn. Wait. Shut the fuck up, you bitch. <sighs> Ice cold H2O. Uh, speaking of uh, H2O, I read a story the other day that uh, Adam Sandler is going to uh, make a sequel to Waterboy. So he's going to ruin uh, the sanctity of Bobby Boucher. And the story is that Bobby Boucher is training a new Waterboy. Boy, can't wait to not watch that. Um, so we're on this catamaran, and there's about 20 or so other people from a couple different resorts. Couples, groups, whatever, including what I thought was like a weird sister-wife situation with a dude and three women. Youngish, 20, you know, late 20s, mid to late 20s. And I'm probably way wrong, but it was funny to see and to think about that, so whatever. Uh, however, there was another couple there. From the Chicago area. How do I know? Well, the gentleman was wearing a bear's hat, and his accent was noticeable. So it was that northern uh, Illinois, Midwestern uh, twang that I can't possibly mimic. I can't do it. I'm just, it's not something, it's not, I'm not able to do it. Uh, His lady friend, could be his wife, I assume, I don't really know for sure, had a much more noticeable accent. These two were getting after it at the bar, knocking down drinks that were certainly not the usual watered-down resort crap. I mean, this these guys were making legit drinks. Well, uh, Bill Swirsky here was, was stacking his cups so that uh, everyone would know how much he drank. Like, classic douchebag move, but respect, bud. 
So the boat's going around, and the whole thing is like, yeah, we're gonna get to uh, you know, uh, we're gonna get to our stop. Uh, it's a it's a beach on another small island off the coast of of Antigua. Uh, literally, well, literally, like you know, right on the coast, essentially. Uh, it was like Queen Island or something like that was the name of it. Um, so we get there, and it's for snorkeling and and whatnot. But Jen and I just kind of hung on the beach and. Few other couples did too, including this Chicago, Chicago, the Chicago couple. Uh, they were frolicking in the water, drinking, laughing, talking, and Swarsky is smoking a, a large cigar. Both of them fucking ham faced at this point. Uh, they start making out on the beach, and I'm taking pictures of, of other shit, you know, lizards. The local fauna, um, you know, real mature type stuff. And, and this guy's like, hey, hey, you want to take a makeout picture? I ignored him, of course, but uh, my wife is, is too nice, so she laughs, haha, <laughs> you know. And then the wife proceeds to tell Jen uh, that their first date was at Soldier Field. Well, of course it was. <laughs> I made him drink vodka. We got so shit faced. Oh, that's. Awesome. That's terrific. Right? Just terrific. We continue about our business, walking around and turn back, uh, head to the boat. And I happen to notice uh, this is this is where the uh, something I hadn't really seen before comes in. Sniffle for you. Excuse me. Uh, Bear Superfan here has a tramp stamp tattoo. That's right, he has the tramp stamp. Now, I know what you're thinking. At least I assume you're thinking. Dave, there's no way. Well, I assure you, there's a way, and that's what it was. Uh, I was stunned. Couldn't I literally couldn't believe what I was looking at. It's like an oval shape uh, of what looked like a beach scene. Palm trees on both sides. I didn't know what to think. I had to take a picture. You'll see that on the gram. I, I half hoped that this guy somehow, some way, sees this and, and either finds it funny or <laughs> finds it repulsive and gets pissed. One of the two. Who cares? The only logical conclusion that I could draw is this guy lost a bet or something and had to get it done, right? Because no guy wants that, do they? I mean, honestly, I'm still stunned. We left that beach. Uh, we went to another beach, and, and, and his wife was just flat out wasted at that point. I mean, wasted. And she, you know... Again, these people seem like very nice people. So it's not a it's not a, an indictment on their character by any means. It's more an indictment on, on their, their outward appearance, if you will, not not, not their looks, because they, you know, he looked like a typical Chicago guy, fat, uh, goatee, sunglasses, cigar. I mean, you, if you looked up Chicago stereotype in the dictionary, this guy would come up. Uh, the wife had tattoos, including one on her back that I am fairly certain read, quote. Dance, fucker, dance. End quote in cursive. Not fuck her, but fucker. Seriously, I couldn't get a picture of that because she physically could not stand still. She was so fucked up. Hugely missed opportunity on my part. Uh, eventually, they were led back to the boat by the crew, who basically had to watch her give her husband a lap dance to make sure that she didn't fall off the fucking boat. It was an absolute shit show. But hilarious at the same time. Right? Uh, we ended up seeing them in the airport the next day and they had matching bears face masks on. Isn't that cute? Honey, we're going to get matching face masks with the bears logo on it. You like the bears, right? Ugh, fucking gross. You might have noticed that there's no uh, commercial in this episode. 
Uh, it's because I cashed out. Yep, cashed out. Uh, complaints and observations earned $15.14, and I have cashed out. So as soon as that arrives in the old bank account, I'm going to figure out something to do with the 15 bucks. I don't know what yet. Uh, if you have an idea, please share it. I would love it to be something creative that I can possibly share on the uh, YouTube page that I never use. A uh, nice, easy way to advertise the program. Um, that only costs 15 bucks. So my guess is it's going to be something stupid, but who knows. One of the things I thought about doing was like putting a bet on something dumb. And then seeing how that went. I keep touching the microphone. I'm sorry. I have an itchy face. But uh, I don't know. Got to figure that out. I got to rack my brain, which means I will think of something for two seconds and then stop because it's like, uh, I'm like a fucking cat with a red laser pointer. I can't concentrate. Uh, best bets is still rolling. Um, I've managed to close the gap. I'm down to a half game, half game behind Scott, who had a uh, previously unsurmountable lead. I think he's lost four in a row. Uh, Scott is six six and one. I am six and seven, heading into week fourteen. Uh, Jackie Fraudley Jr. Dunzo. Yep, that guy fucking stinks. Although he's actually cleaned up over the last two weeks with his bets, it's been sort of impressive, given how historically awful a gambler he really is. Don't let him tell you otherwise. He's terrible. However, kudos to Jack. Last two weeks. Fucking dynamite. Nicely done. I think he's paying for his picks, but whatever. Claims to have a, a patron to give out picks. He should. If he's doing it and doing well, fuck it. <laughs> it would be the worst fucking uh, uh, patron ever, but what can you do? Uh, this week, Scott likes the Titans. Minus a point and a half against the, those vaunted Chicago Bears in our uh, dear friends from the boat, I like that pick. Uh, the Titans are good, but they're so inconsistent. But the Bears stink. Uh, Mitch Trubisky stinks. So that's his pick. I'm taking the Packers. I can't remember off the top of my head who they're playing, but they're minus 7.5. I don't know if it's the Dolphins. I can't remember. Let's do a quick. Let's do some quick research while you know we're actually recording this. Oh, the Detroit Lions. That's right, the Lions. So, last two games, the Packers have scored uh, forty-one and thirty points respectively against the Bears and the Eagles respectively. So, I'm very curious to see how it plays out. Really think they can roll the fucking Lions. We shall see. Even though the Lions won last week. But um, I thought about taking the Patriots. I really did. I was getting, what, four and a half, I think. I think they'll win this week. I don't think the Rams are that good, but it's going to be tough. What what the Patriots did last week to the Chargers is just, uh, I mean, that's obscene. But that's the kind of, those are the, those are the games that they have to win, and no matter how they win it, that's what they have to do. So they beat a bad team, which is what they should have done to Houston, but they didn't. Um, but look, I've been hearing way too much about people getting on Cam Newton because he's not throwing the football. He only threw the ball, what, 18 times? What the fuck do you want the guy to do? Uh, the play calls that, that, that Josh McDaniels is making are, are terrible. He's He is a terrible offensive coordinator. And the only reason that people thought he was so good is because he had the best quarterback ever playing for him to clean up his messes. And I've said this multiple times. And especially now, how you can get on Cam Newton. He doesn't know the offense. I don't care if he's been in, in the whole year. He doesn't know the offense front and back. He knows it enough to get by. But 
you know, when you have nobody to throw to, and the play calls are crap, you're going to be 12 for 18 for 68 yards or whatever the fuck he was. But who gives a shit? They fucking won 45 to nothing. Like, what, what could you possibly complain about? Oh, well, what happens if they're down two scores? The fucking dumb thing this week was, uh, well, if they're down two scores, I mean, you should take out Cam Newton, put in Jared Stidham. Shut the fuck up. I mean, for real? Like, that's a thing. Oh, well, I mean, you saw what he did against the Chargers. Yeah, at the end of the game, when the team fucking quit, the Chargers quit, this guy that they've never seen before, that they didn't prep for, comes in and goes two for three with a touchdown. Hey, that's terrific. I'm glad. I'm happy to see it. You know what else? I, I mean, I, and look, I bought into the Stidham hype at the beginning of the year. That was part of my uh, preview show, season preview show. I bought in hook, line, and sinker. sinker. But, I mean, what have I seen to, to stick by that? Zero. Zero. I'm not taking Cam Newton off the field. Give me a fucking break. Stupid. Yeah, you know, well, well, I mean, any, any, every city in America would be talking about the backup quarterback. Well, every city in America doesn't have Jared fucking Stidham as the backup. You know? And again, I was dead wrong. D-E-D, dead wrong. On that guy. Uh, so that's enough of that. Anyway, it is, uh... Time for three gripes. Are you excited? Huh? <laughs> Ooh. Excited. All right. First up, I have a voicemail. Check it out. Hey, Dave. So, um, long time listener, first time caller. Uh, I have a gripe here that uh, I really can't talk to many people about. Uh, so I'm really happy that you've opened up this forum. Um, the issue I have is with, um, stank t-shirts stinky t-shirts uh i'm not talking about t-shirts that get gross and smelly after you wear them it's when they come out of the wash and they smell now i'm not a smelly person all right i take great pride being self-aware not not being that guy who doesn't shower doesn't put on deodorant no no i'm a clean dude uh so you know these shirts come out of the wash and uh and they might not smell at first, but after you wear them for a little while, you start you start to get a hint of it. So, you know, you basically do whatever you can to get rid of it. Uh, and when you're at the gym uh, and you're next to one of these guys who's wearing one of those shirts, you know it. Everybody knows it. A lot of times it's with those, those tech, you know, moisture-wicking shirts. Um, really, the last straw for me was, uh, you know, and I have a tough time finding shirts. I'm 6'5", nothing fits, um, everything looks stupid on me. Uh, maybe you know how that feels. I don't know. I found possibly the best shirt of all time at Target. It is a blue Blockbuster video T-shirt. It's a make it a Blockbuster night. Possibly the best shirt of all time. Um, I don't wear it to work out in. I, I only wear it on special occasions. And uh, somehow it's grown into a, um, a stank shirt. So it sits on top of my dresser. Um, probably never to be worn again. So... Um, I'm a little shaken up. I'm, I'm getting a little emotional here, so I'm going to hang up. But uh, if anybody else has this happen or if anybody has a solution, I'm all ears. Um, we'll talk to you later. Well, clearly you need to burn the T-shirt and the rest of your clothing. I don't think that's the case. That's a little extreme. Here's what I think the problem is now. Typically, three gripes is where I complain about three specific minor things. The joy and the best part about having someone else call in uh, with a gripe is that I can now rip the gripe apart. If you know me, you know that I am very particular about my laundry. Um, I will not let my wife do my laundry. Because uh, I don't like the way that she does it. 
And so I'm very particular about making sure that my laundry is done correctly. However, in this particular instance, I think that there are two issues causing the stank t-shirts. One, you could have a hard water problem. Not entirely certain, but that's that's a guess. You could have a hard water problem that is causing issues with your fabrics. Second, you're not using the right detergent. You're not using uh, a, a, a scent... Um, what do they call them? Like there's a, these things that Downey makes. So you throw them in the in the wash, and it adds a nice, fresh, clean scent to your clothing. If you're doing both of those things already, or, or if you don't have hard water and you're adding the the scent boosters to your laundry, well then, uh, Mike, you're shit out of luck, dude. I don't know what to tell you. I have never. I don't think I've ever had this problem. This is a problem I don't think I've ever had. And it makes me question whether or not anyone else has. This could be a singular issue. This could be a singular gripe. The kind of gripe that only affects you and no one else. It's entirely possible. Although, I could be dead wrong. And I probably am. But when it comes to laundry, I am not... I'm not one to to talk about laundry issues because I am uh, militant about how my laundry gets done. So I do not have this problem. It's a great shirt, by the way. He sent me a picture of it. It's an excellent T-shirt. Target, oddly enough, great selection of T-shirts. It's uh, one of these weird things that I can't uh, figure out. But great selection of teas. Speaking of teas, gripe number two, t-shirt tuckers. That's right. People who feel the need to tuck their t-shirt into their shorts or pants or, or what have you. This seems to be a thing with the older set, uh, the, the 55 plus set, guys. Uh, tucking in their t-shirts uh, to their jeans that are ill-fitting. Probably with their uh, their shit brown mandals to go with their tucked in t-shirt. And it's any any t-shirt. Doesn't matter what it is. Uh, you know, if you, if you are wearing a t-shirt in public and it's too long, change your shirt. As a fat person, uh, I occasionally have the issue where shirts might be a little too short. So I need to change my shirt. Find one's a little longer. You should know uh, the the length of your of all of your clothing. And you should never tuck in your t-shirts. One thing I did notice is that a majority of t-shirt tuckers are also uh, cell phone clip wearers. Which is a, a side gripe here, because it's not the third gripe. What the fuck is the point of a cell phone clip on your belt? Are you a fucking... Is the, is the space in your pocket so valuable that you can't put a cell phone in there? What else do you have in your pockets? Oh, madness. But th those two seem... They seem married. T-shirt tuckers and, and cell phone clip guys. Don't tuck in your fucking t-shirt, man. It looks stupid. God. Grave number three. Adults who order apple juice at breakfast. There are two, maybe three, acceptable juices for an adult at breakfast. One, of course, is orange juice. Two, cranberry juice. Three, uh, a grapefruit juice or a pineapple juice of some sort, uh, depending on uh, where you are. Adults should not be ordering apple juice at breakfast. If you go to a restaurant for breakfast, uh, apple juice should not cross your mind. Coffee, tea, 
the two juices we've discussed, possibly the two, uh, one of the two tertiary juices that we also mentioned here. Um, milk is acceptable. You want to get fucking crazy and order chocolate milk? Have at it. Apple juice? No. Apple juice is strictly for children. Eight years old and under. Because once you turn eight, you graduate from juice school. And you go from apple juice to, to orange juice. Okay? That, those are the rules. I don't make them. I don't make the rules. That's just the rule. Eight years old. Anything beyond that? Sorry. The apple juice is removed from the, from the equation. You could tell the kid, I'm sorry, the, uh, uh, the apple juice industry is shut down. I'm not making it anymore, so you can't have it. We're on to orange juice. Those are the rules. Adults should never even consider apple juice at breakfast. And restaurants should be smart about it, because I would imagine that apple juice buyers are bad tippers, if I had to guess. So you would think that uh, any waitress or waiter who who takes an order from somebody who orders an apple juice uh, at breakfast should be fully prepared to be disappointed when they see that uh, 10% tip that they get because sicko over here orders a fucking apple juice with his, with his eggs. So what are you going to order cereal? Are you going to get fucking apple jacks too, buddy? Ma'am, whomever not being sexist here. Maybe I could let that slide. If you order fucking Fruit Loops for breakfast at a restaurant, you're allowed to order apple juice. But then you have to tell every single person in the restaurant that you ordered Fruit Loops for your breakfast. You need to be shamed in, into ordering apple juice because it's disgusting. It's not that apple juice in and of itself is disgusting. I don't think that's the case. If you want to, if you want to drink apple juice at home, all right, whatever. You're at home. You can do whatever you want. That's fine. You're still going to look like a shithead when you buy it at the grocery store. Oh, your kids must love apple juice. Oh, uh, I don't have kids, ma'am. What? What? She calls security. The guy's fucking dragged out of the grocery store. No apple juice. No groceries. He has to go home to his wife and say, Oh, it happened again. Tried to buy apple juice and nope. They wouldn't let me. Just tell them you have kids. Just make it up. It's not like they're going to ask you to dip in your wallet for the fucking, you know, the old three by fives or however big those wallet pictures are. <laughs> Apple juice. The t-shirt thing gets me, though. I'm very concerned. Like, why would a perfectly good t-shirt suddenly start to smell bad after however long? It's a water problem. It has to be. It's, I mean, that's the only logical uh, solution to that. And again, I... I don't think that he smells bad. Probably not it. I don't think it's a body odor issue. I'm getting fucking way out of bounds here. What am I doing? This is not how this show's supposed to go. This is what happens when I do these things once a week. I get all fucking confused and rambly and dumb. You know, it's what happens when I do shit at night, too. You know, I'm, I'm taping this at uh, way past 8 o'clock. I mean, man, I'm exhausted. Long day. Long day of sitting down in a chair, looking at a computer screen. That's it for the show. Gone on way too long. If you've stuck around for the entire hour, bless you. Bless you. Tell your friends to come and enjoy the show. It should be, look, it was long. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't a terrible show today. I've done much, much worse. Like I said, I had a ton of fucking content. I mean, just that list of bullshit. Like, it was fucking stupid. Some of them were funny. But be like Mike. Call into the show. 
Leave a voicemail. 617-65-RIP-EM. I love the voicemails. They're fantastic. 617-65-RIP-EM. See if we get some next week. Um, next week, I will have another guest on the show. That's right. They're coming fucking fast and furious now. Look at that. Another guest. My dear friend Ian is going to come on the show. He and I are going to talk soccer, and we're going to piss off all kinds of people. So uh, that should be fun. I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be a great conversation. He's a funny guy, uh, interesting cat, big, big fan of his. So that should be good. That's next week's show. Talking footy. Get pumped. Uh, Please go to the Instagram page. At Complaints Pod, so you can see the picture of the dude with the, with the tramp stamp. It's priceless. Uh, it'll also be on my Twitter page, at Complaints Pod. It'll be on the Facebook page, but fuck Facebook. I do have a YouTube plate. YouTube, YouTube plage. Plage. God. You fat fucking dummy. YouTube plage. Ugh. Uh, but I don't use it. Uh, there is an email address, showmail at complaintsandobservations.com. Uh, I have a website, complaintsandobservations.com. I don't do anything with that either. I'm horrifically lazy. I would like to write a pod. Uh, write a pod. Fuck. Oh, my God. This needs to end. <laughs> I would like to, to do a blog post uh, this weekend, but who the fuck knows? Uh, it's funny because every now and again, I'll get these notifications in my email that I have a new, uh, email list subscriber. And it's funny because I always, uh, check them out, like to see who they are. So I'll like just Google the, uh, the email address. And I got one today from some dude. He was like a, a finance guy for a company in, um, in like Wales. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Because there's no way he's listening to the show. Rob, if you are, let me know. Please send me an email. Uh, show mail or complaints and observations, or you can call. It's an international call for you, but whatever. Uh, 617 65 Ripem. You can figure it's the same number set up in the UK. But Rob, if you're actually listening to this, fucking bravo, sir. Bravo, but apparently Rob is a Leicester City fan, so that's unfortunate. Um, but that's it for the show. Again, uh, thank you so very much for listening. Please tell your friends. Let's let's get this. Let's get the numbers up, huh? Let's get the numbers up. Let's 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 see if we can just get people to come and enjoy the content, or pretend to enjoy the content. This was a long episode, and I'm terribly sorry. But I have a feeling this is how long these are going to be now, since they're only once a week. So, fucking deal with it, alright? Listen to most of it. You can skip over some shit, but listen to most of it. Uh, again, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, tell your friends. Uh, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Godspeed. Ta-ta. <laughs>